the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to true fellowship with Christ, there should be fruit that accompanies it. What kind of fruit that is, is the subject of our time today, here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan, featuring the teaching staff of Grace Bible Church in Hayward and Stephen Cloud today. We're in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, as we take a look at the honorable and dishonorable view of sin. And really, how you view sin will give us a determination of just how true your fellowship and the fruit of that fellowship in Christ really is. With today's broadcast of Way of Grace, here's Stephen Cloud. The honorable and dishonorable view of sin. That's what we're dealing with this hour. And here's some questions for you that, that are relevant to our subject. Relevant to our subject. How do we view sin? How do we view sin? How do we view sin as Christians? Do we have a biblical worldview of sin? Do we see and say what God sees and says about sin? How do we view sin in relationship to ourselves? Is our view an honorable view? Where we agree with God and we say the same thing as God's word says? Or do we have a dishonorable view of sin wherein we disagree with God on what sin is and what sin is in our own life? How do we view sin and ourselves in relationship to three things? Our position before God. Find this in verse 7. That if you walk in the light as He is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from our sin. How do we view sin in relation to ourselves with regards to our position before God? With regards to our personal nature, do we believe that by nature we're sinners? And do you believe that even after you are saved, you are still a sinner, but saved by grace? Or do you think something else? Verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, 
and the truth is not in us. And if we say that, we are not going to confess our sins. How do we view sin in relationship to our position before God, our personal nature, and our practice? Our practice. In verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then in verse 10 it says, If we say we have not sinned, there, the, that, that on a practical level, we have not sinned, we make God a liar and His word is not in us. What is the very thing that separates man from God? Sin, right? Sin. And we say that sin is what? Transgression against God. Transgression against God. This is actually found in 1 John Chapter 3, around verse 4. He says, Whosoever commits sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is transgression against the law. Sin is the very reason for which man by nature cannot have fellowship with God. For he is holy, right? In fact, John puts it like this. He says, this is the message which we have heard of him, in verse 5, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. At all. Sin is the very thing that separated man in the beginning from God and severed our relationship with God. Reconciliation. Reconciliation must occur in order for fellowship between God and man to be restored. And so when we think about the concept of reconciliation, here are some things that we need to think about. The soul that sins... Because God is holy, the soul that sins must die. The soul that sins must be punished by divine justice because he, he's holy. Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 4, all sins are mine. The soul that sins, it shall surely die. And in Romans chapter 6 verse 23, the wages of sin is what? Death. Death. So sin must be punished, right? God's wrath must be satisfied. His holiness must be upheld. Justice must be executed. Sin must be also 
removed and eternally put away. So what, 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 what we need in order to be restored to fellowship to God is we need a propitiator. We need someone to satisfy God's wrath on our behalf. We also need our sins to be removed, to be put away. That's what we call expiation. Removed, hidden, (laughs) covered from the sight of omniscience. We need our sins removed. And not only that, but we also need to be qualified. We have to be brought into perfect conformity to who and what God is in order to be compatible and brought into a real, vital fellowship with the true and living God. You guys tracking with me so far? And I'm sure all of you know this. Therefore, and this is where I'm heading. This is where I'm heading. And this is actually getting at verse 7 here. The price required for our propitiation, that is, the satisfying of God's wrath and the punishing of sin. The price for the removal of sin, the removal of our debt, and the removal of our guilt, and and, and our release from the condemnation of God. The price for our justification to be qualified, to be made, to be declared righteous before God. Not just in the negative sense, innocent, but in the positive sense, perfectly righteous, perfectly obedient. In order for that to happen, the price that God requires is the blood of a spotless substitute and sacrifice from Jesus Christ. From Jesus Christ alone. He requires if any sinner is to have fellowship with Him, that sinner needs a substitute that is holy harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, one that that has never committed sin, in whom is no sin at all or guile in his mouth, one that is without spot, blemish, or moral defect, one that is perfect. And he must be offered up as a representative, as a substitute for sinners, bearing their sins in order for God's wrath to be put away, in order for justice to be satisfied. In order for you to live, someone else has to die a life for a life. 
And the life of Jesus Christ is so precious to the Father. That he offered up his one, his, he offered up his life once. And guess what that one offering did for trillions of souls? Is it rescued them from the wrath of God, covered them by his blood, cleansed them, perfectly sanctified them? Is that you? And God rose him from the dead because he had accomplished eternal redemption. Reconciliation has been completed. He has completely reconciled all of God's elect that were given to him before the foundation of the world to God. Hallelujah. I am thankful. I am thankful that God did something for me that I could not do for myself. And at one point in time, did not want to do of myself. And the way in which a person comes to God in order to have fellowship with him, they need to come humbly. You know, in the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus especially, God laid down laws of how a person is to um, dwell with him and how he is going to dwell with the people of Israel and it's by sacrifice and he laid down laws of what sacrifices are to be brought to him and you know you learn that when you come to God if a sinner is to come to God he must come in humility with a sacrifice this is a humble thing because when you come with a sacrifice you are coming saying a few things number one what you're saying is I deserve to die. Right? I deserve to perish under the wrath of God. Because God is holy and I am sinful. I have offended God. And I am an offense to God. Because my righteousnesses are as filthy what? So when I come to him with a sacrifice, I'm saying, I deserve to die. When I come with a sacrifice without spot or blemish, I'm coming to him seeking to honor his requirements. Because what he requires is not my righteousness. What he requires is not my works. I See, I have to come with a right estimation of who God is. Why is it that God needs a lamb without spot, wrinkle, or any such blemish? Because of who he is. He's holy. He deserves the best. The best. I have to come. And I have to confess my sins. I have to declare, I have to, I have to put my faith and my trust not in myself, but in who? Christ. That upon the cross when he died, I died. And when he was buried, my life was hid in Christ. And when he rose, I rose. So now I am dead to sin.
and alive unto God. I am crucified together with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. That's a miracle. Yet not I, but Christ liveth within me in the life that I live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For me. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And so we read in Romans chapter 5. And I'll read this and we'll dive into our text. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Here it is. But God commendeth his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9, much more than being now justified by his what? We shall be saved from the what? Through him. For if when we were what? We were what? To God by the what? Of his son. Much more. Being reconciled, we shall be saved by his what? Yes, by his life. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, In whom we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. You know, one thing that we all have in common um, as saved folk is that we used to be criminals. We used to be criminals. And the Lord is in the business of doing prison ministry. He's in the business of doing prison ministry. He's in the business of preaching to dead folk and raising the dead. And we know that those of us who don't know him and are in here today, you're under the preaching because God loved preaching to dead folk. And he loved raising the dead. And he loves doing prison ministry. See, in 1 John chapter 1, all I was doing was getting at verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from our sins. If we have a vertical relationship with God in the light, according to the truth of the gospel, if we have fellowship with God on the grounds of his terms, on the grounds of Christ's blood and Christ's righteousness, then the grounds of our fellowship with God is also the common grounds by which we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. From all sin. Our sins have been put away. But John, he goes, he goes on. Remember, we're dealing with, we're dealing with eternal life. That's the primary topic. We're dealing with life. 
which we can call fellowship with God. Fellowship with God, a saving knowledge of the true and living God and Jesus Christ, whom the Father has sent. And we're dealing with those who say that they have fellowship with God, right? And we're dealing with series of tests, series of tests. If we say that we have fellowship with him, but walk in darkness, we're what? We're lying and we do not the truth. Okay. In verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. Then he says, but he says, he says, if we say he's now he's being all inclusive, he's including everyone and everyone. And he says, if we say, if we claim that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Point number one. Point number one. The claim of the absence of a sin nature. Self-deceived. You know, there's many people that think that when the, when the Lord saves them, <clears throat> they're no longer a sinner. But here's just, just to level the playing field. So that we ourselves are humble. How many of us at times act like we can do no wrong and get mad when the light is cut on? (laughs) How many of us act like it's impossible for me to do anything wrong whatsoever? How many of y'all think when your kids come out of the womb that they are innocent, spotless, perfectly righteous, and they can't do anything wrong? When the teacher calls... (laughs) your house about something that your child does, do you go to defending your son immediately or your daughter immediately because you have a view that they are spotless in their nature? See? Just to bring us kind of right there with the text because that's what John does. John says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not within us. But this is a heresy that is being declared here. Okay? And what heresies are by nature is they are dishonorable doctrines that are diametrically opposed to the essential gospel truths of the Word of God, which are damnable in nature, rooted in spiritual darkness. Heresies cause divisions and dissensions with the potential of leading to swift destruction. One of the heresies that are inferred, this that is inferred here in verse 8, and also in verse 10, and I have it on your outline, is what I would call perfectionism. And what perfectionism is, it actually teaches that it is possible for you to obtain moral perfection down here. And the way it works is, you know, by the Spirit of God, total and actual victory over sin on a practical level can be obtained. It's a kind of elitism. A feeling that those who have achieved 
perfection are somehow greater than other Christians. It's Gnostic in nature, this inner light, this idea that you have a perfect, that you no longer have any indwelling sin in you. 1 John 1a, perfectionism is inferred because what he is saying is that he does not have indwelling sin. What this person is saying, in other words, is that he has a perfect nature, which is free from corruption and condemnation that has been inherited by the first representative head, and that is Adam. And so the human nature is distorted. Such a wonderful time here in God's Word. It's our hope and prayer that you're growing in grace as you take the time to study God's Word with us. And this is Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand, featuring Stephen Clow from our teaching staff here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We would leave you with an invitation. If you enjoyed the time you've had with us today studying God's Word, please consider this a formal invitation to join us in person. Sunday services at Grace Bible Church in Hayward are at 11 a.m. Sunday school's at 10. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We've got a lot of folks from all over and from a variety of churches joining us Friday evenings at 8 p.m. for this Bible study. You're invited to either one. We're located at 20450 Royal Avenue. That's here in Hayward. And the zip code is 94541. You can also get directions at our website, grace-bible.com. Again, that's grace-bible.com. Or simply call for directions, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. As always, we have CDs available. You can download the messages off our website or call us and order a CD of today's broadcast or any program that you have heard here on Way of Grace. We'd be more than happy to get one out to you. You can call us at 510-886-9782 or stop by our website, grace-bible.com. We do thank you for spending time with us today. Trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.